right, it is Wednesday night. It is a special edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. We've got Halloween Havoc predictions for you for Wednesday, Saturday night's uh, pay-per-view. Not premium live event. Pay-per-view. Uh, yes, and, um, you, you know, I, I was reading um, earlier this week that WWE is going to be making adjustments to their 2023 um Live live event slash PLE. Um, oh calendar. yeah, did you so see I, that? Uh, yeah, I saw the one at the lineup. Well, I didn't see the final lineup, but I'm just I'm just hoping that. But we can go over it if you want, because I have it. In front sure. Of me. Yeah. Sure. Why not? So don't go on because I hate you off, Glenn. Um, but you know, it's just we gotta start trimming down some of these things, like because oh, I just I feel like right? it's it. All of these shows are not necessary. No, like, they're not. Like this is October nineteenth as we're recording this, ladies and gentlemen. Already, holy jeez. Okay, <laughs> and this is our sixth show of the month. Okay, a regular schedule for us is a week is once a week. Okay, and the most shows that we've ever done. In one month, that was back in June, I believe. That was nine shows, and we're gonna come in just under that this month. We're at eight shows. Okay, that that's double the amount of shows that we usually do. Okay, now Elliot, not that I'm getting tired of talking to you or talking to our audience. Okay, I love coming on here and talking about wrestling and mm-hmm. you know shooting the shit i do don't get me wrong i can do this all, all damn night long i don't want to do it 24 hours long but not nonetheless I, i'm i'm good with this but it, it just it gets to the point where it's like um you know overload and it's like yeah. you know, well, I know. Just, even for me you know you just gotta take a break like yeah for, for instance, right? So this week was Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night you know, Dynamite. You know, I, t- tonight I watched the the NXT from last night. Tomorrow night I got to watch the uh, Halloween Havoc from 1989 for our show on Tuesday. And, and well, then, you, you, you don't have to watch it tomorrow night. You can actually, like, you can uh, skip a few days and uh, take a break. Yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 a lot of stuff, but at least we're having a good time. Yeah, and um, but I'll tell you what's what's not a good time. Allow me to just make one joke before we get the show officially underway here, folks. All right, and after you do that, um, I have the pay-per-view lineup in front of me. We can just go over that real quick. Absolutely, absolutely. Just, but just real quick. Okay, now. I love me some Chanti Blackheart. Don't get me wrong, I do. Okay, so do I. But the the fact that I was subjected to a Quincy Elliott, Zion Quinn, and Chanti Blackheart segment, ending ending in a squash match in favor of Quincy Elliott, which now results in him being the co-host along with Shanti Blackheart for oh. Halloween Havoc this Saturday. Oh, no, what? That makes my life wait, suck. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> He's the co-host with Shanti? Yes, he is. Oh, no. That, that, that's <laughs> a terrible idea. What? Why? 
I don't get this character. I don't like this character. I don't get the character. You know? Well, I don't either. You know, I I messaged you while I was watching the re- the replay of the show. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Oh, all right. I, I, what? I, I don't get it at all. But no. you know. All right. So I have the pay per view lineup in front of me. Here's what 2023 looks like: Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania. King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam. Uh, there, there's a UK uh, live event. Evolution and Survivor Series is what I have so far. I don't know. I don't think they have anything planned for December yet. Uh, oh, so they're they're bringing back Evolution and Elimination Chamber and King of the Ring. Oh, shit. So really, they're adding to it. But, I, I, but I, I, I like the sign-up. I'm fine with the sign-up. You know what? I, I'm, I'm fine with it if they treat King of the Ring uh, and Evolution the way that they deserve. Yeah, but, but I got to tell you the truth. Especially, now, this falls especially true on Evolution. If the women's division stays the way it is, presented the way it is, there is no way in hell I want to see another evolution. No. Okay. Because this is the furthest thing from evolution that I've seen for, for you know, a, a women's division since the era of the divas. Alright. I, I mean this this shit is atrocious. The best thing I can say for this for this version of the women's division is that Charlotte Flair is not on my screen. The the Android is not on my screen. I don't <laughs> have I, I don't have to listen to her or Lacey Evans try to cut a promo. The only Android on your screen is this one. I, exactly. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm an iPhone guy as it is, but Char- Charlotte Flair is just is not where it's at. From from a purely wrestling perspective, yes, that that woman has every single um, element that that she needs to be the star that she is. But from from her promo cutting ability, my God, she sucks. Mm-hmm. If she has any more plastic surgery, she's not going to look human anymore. You know, not to be an asshole, but I'm just calling it the way I see it. You know, I think she's only two years older than I am, and she's already setting the record for number of plastic surgeries before the age of 40. You know, let's call it a a spade what it is. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a little bit ridiculous at this point. Yep. Alright, so tonight we have Raw, NXT, Dynamite, and Halloween Havoc predictions along with Wrestling Roulette, of course. Absolutely. Alright, so why don't we get into Monday Night Raw, Ben? What do you got? So, right off the bat, we have uh, Bobby Lashley delivering on his promise to call out um, to call out Brock Lesnar. Yep, uh, so this was a high point for me. Yes. Absolutely. The segment itself came off fantastically. Yeah. Now, now, 
Ask me if I care about the reasoning for the segment. The answer is no, because the reasoning for the segment, ladies and gentlemen, is they're setting up a, a match at oh, the, yeah. paper, the pay-per-view that we will not be covering. Yeah. Crown Jewel, in its current form in Saudi Arabia, yeah. is, is to current wrestling fans what... Over the Edge 1999 is to to mine and Elio's generation. Now, if uh, now if it were if it was a UK event like they they like I saw on that uh, on that schedule, I'm fine covering that. Anything that's over there, I won't cover. No, no. Saudi Arabia has no place on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. So I'm I'm happy. Um, to skip that show, but for for what it was, for an, an opening show brawl, it was it was great. Yep. Um, you know, I was I was very uh, dissatisfied with the first encounter between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, because um, wrestling fans have been calling for it for years. It was just used as a vehicle to set up the next Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns match, which I did not appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like the first one was a miss, but if, if the brawl is any indication for how the match is going to turn out in Saudi, then, you know, if the match wasn't in Saudi, I'd actually watch it. Um, now there was one uh, part of the brawl that I was actually quite impressed with. I don't... I don't think I've ever seen Brock Lesnar get manhandled to the extent that he got manhandled when um, Bobby picked him up and slammed him through the table. <laughs> right? I'm like, geez. Like this early in the show, the old show just started already the announce table got destroyed. <laughs> I, you know, I saved that clip on, um, on Twitter. Okay. And because I, I was just like, I don't think I've ever seen that. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not super active on Twitter. I hate Twitter. I hate most of social media. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you see certain things like that, you just have to like freeze that moment in time because it's not very often you're gonna see uh, Brock Lesnar get manhandled like that. Um, so that was cool. So that was definitely a, a high point for. Um, to start of Monday Night Raw. Uh, ne- next up, we have... Let me just scroll down in the review here. Let me make sure we have it right. So next up, we have the opening match of the night, which was the returning OC, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows versus Alpha Academy. Now, these are two tag teams that I absolutely love. Yep. Um, I think that... Um, OC fits perfectly with the current storyline that AJ Styles is in. Yep. He definitely needed a backup against uh, his cr- his former running mate Finn Balor and uh, his new cronies, The Judgment Day. I keep forgetting you did this one part. Do, do you remember when um when uh, the Judgment Day attacked AJ Styles? Finn Balor was on top of him, punching him, and yelling at him that he's his best friend. Damn, if that's what a best friend would do, I believe my enemy would do. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know what? I get a kick out of what I get a kick out of what Finn Balor is doing with 
with Judgment Day. You know, <laughs> and my best friend, meanwhile, he's punching the crap out of AJ. I'm like, damn, that's what the best friend does. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was, um, that was pretty good. And it t- it turned out that this would be the first half of double duty for the OC, as this was this was their welcome back to the main roster. But now we know that Triple H will book will book the OC along with AJ Styles better than Vince McMahon did. Yep. While we're on the subject of, of Triple H, it should be noted that he was not present at this. Monday Night Raw because he has been diagnosed with COVID. Now, while a COVID diagnosis is not as scary as it once was, um, it's still something to be taken seriously. So we hope um, that he he recovers quickly, especially with all the health problems uh, that Triple H has suffered through recently. We certainly... Wish you a speedy recovery and wish yeah, well, soon Triple H. Absolutely. So, um, and, and 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 as I understand it, Road Dog was in charge yeah. on on this edition of uh, Raw. And let's let's please, in case um, Triple H has to be out for any uh, lengthy period of time, let's keep it that way. And that was let Bruce Pritchard back in the control. Well, I don't chair. think he has anything there, does he? I I, I don't know. I, I think he's still in play, but that's about all I can say. No, but, I'm saying I don't think he has any kind of role anymore since Triple H took over. No, I don't. I don't think. Fuck so. you, Bruce Pritchard. And and thank God because yes, fuck you, Bruce Pritchard. Be- beautiful. I I I absolutely love how this show is starting. Um. <laughs> So next up, we have Damage Control versus Candice LeRae and Bianca. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, this was a low point for me. Yep. Which, which in and of itself, ladies and gentlemen, let me let me explain something to you. And I I don't want to get too serious or soapboxy on. So before you go on. This is perfect because I found a, quite a perfect question for next week. I'm going to go, I'm going to tell you the question that we have for this week, but I also found a question for next week that has to do with damage control. Okay, perfect. Um, and we'll, we'll save that for after the raw review uh, yep. gets wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. But, but, um, but, you know, as a unit, I think damage control has a lot of potential. Um, but what they're doing right now is not it. I don't know what it is. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times since they formed at SummerSlam. Something about this group is not clicking, and I don't know what it is, but it is like it is driving me nuts. It is like watching my best friend die a slow death. I just, it's driving me nuts. And, you know, the the big deal that they're making now out of Bianca Belair, some people are, are not going to like what I say next, and I, I hope they understand where I'm, I'm coming from with this. Because Bianca Belair has been one of my favorite women since, since she first showed up on NXT, and, and she still is, even though I think she would benefit greatly from turning heel. 
all of a sudden, her her reign as champion has, according to my research today, been launched into legendary status because she is now the longest reigning black champion in WWE history. Now, do do, do I respect that as an accomplishment? Yes, absolutely. Don't get it twisted at all. Um, do I think that that should be a highlight of her of her reign? No, and let me let me explain why. Because I think when you attach race to something, at least when it comes to like athletic achievement, I think it. Be- I think it begins to overshadow the person and therefore it begins to overshadow the accomplishment because it, because it becomes about race and history being attached to the race and not the person accomplishing the the feat. I hate when they do that. So so clearly I'm not alone in my thought process there. No, I hate when they do that. Stop. And specifically why do you hate that? Because it's about the person. It doesn't matter what color or what race. It's about the individual. And that's my point exactly. Um, and so I hope I hope people understand that my point there, and that I have no problem uh, with with um, you know Bianca whatsoever. Um, but. Um, this uh this next bit here i got i got to tell you the last few segments that matt riddle has been in have been low points for me elio are you talking about the Elias segment yes <laughs> right so i thought okay okay it's not just me then because i do what have that what the fuck is this and did you catch what he said when he brought up the bongo drums He's like, hey, what hit Elias, you want to hit my bog? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, as, as if we need any further reminder that Matt Riddle likes to get high. We understand that. Oh I mean, I, I, feel like, I feel like the aforementioned Bruce Pritchard is back in the Captain Kirk chair on Monday Night Raw, writing, <laughs> writing these terrible, you know, 420 <laughs> jokes. We get it. Jesus Christ. The only thing worse that I've ever seen Matt Riddle do in terms of getting high on WWE TV is when he came out on a camel. We get it. We understand. It's like these bits are not entertaining. No, and they're not funny at all. They're just... Stupid, they're lame. Is what they are. And and speaking of, um, and I, I I may be going out of order here. I'm not sure. Um, but speaking of Matt Riddle, we also we also get a rare glimpse of Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm proud of myself for not saying wait, wait, Mustafa. Wait, why why do you, what do you say a rare glimpse? What do you mean? Because we never see. Him. Oh yeah, oh, okay. Like, this is we, yeah. we just, until, until now, until like the past two weeks. When I mean, you know, we just never see it. So yeah, so, no, I so, understand what you mean. Yeah. 
So now, for for some reason, Ali believes that he should be the uh, the new number one contender. Oh, and the... see what they're calling him now? What's that? They're, they're calling him the problem and the disruptor. Since, since when? Uh, no, I was reading that. They just uh, I was reading that. Uh, that's what they're. That's he's calling himself the problem and the disruptor. Now, Elio, this this is this is the segment of the show where, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to sit under the learning tree of my co-host, Professor Canella, because this is one of those situations where I don't get it at all, and what I don't understand is what has Mustafa I'm sorry Mustafa Ali done to deserve a US title opportunity or even to be in the conversation for a US title opportunity Elliot please you have the floor do you have any theories as to why I I can't I can't think of anything I can't think of anything that he's done as of late the only thing I I I remember that failed retribution crap that he was doing and then for some reason he just turned him face and then he just uh, he did every he's like Cesaro every time they give him a push they take it away that, that that's a that's a very good comparison I like I like that a lot um I just you know and it's another comparison that I thought of um since you brought up Cesaro, another guy is Dolph Ziggler. He reminds oh, me very geez. much of a Dolph Ziggler type. And I, like, I'd love to know where Robert Roode is because a poor guy. That guy definitely, uh, they missed out on, on him. They messed yeah. him up. I mean, how do you how do you mess up NXT Robert Roode? But that's another that's another podcast. Yep, we could do an an, an entire episode on the NXT era of glorious Robert Roode. But, you know, but it's just, when I see Mustafa Ali, I I very much think of Dolph Ziggler and the fact that we know how good he is, but given how he's been booked um, by WWE, how are we supposed to give a single solitary fuck about anything related to Mustafa Ali? I don't understand it. Um, and then we have, like I said, the first of double duty being pulled by Judgment Day. By Judgment Day, and this, ladies and gentlemen, surprisingly, I'm going to give this a high point because this shocked the hell out of Dom- Dominic Mysterio and uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, that's the story I was telling you about. I'm going to tell you off air about the running I had that uh, with that one stupid fan. Well, why don't you? Why don't you tell me the story? I'm going to tell you right now. Please. So, in fact, I have some. I have some. <laughs> The comments from TikTok. This is where I had this run-in. So, fans, we'll be back in a few in a few seconds because I'm gonna pull this up. So we got about ten minutes left. 
Oh, you know what? You want to log off? Okay. All right, fans. Uh, I've been told that we have 10 minutes uh, left. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into commercial and we'll be back shortly. And I'm going to tell you the story that I was going to tell my co-host off air. Okay, very good. We'll be right back. All right, so we are back in Ben. I'm going to play a clip first. This is has to do with Dominic Mysterio since we since we're on uh, the match from last night. Yes, so sir. This is so. This was a Bully Ray's uh, take on Dominic Mysterio because fans are all, are all mad at him because because they think he shouldn't be on the main roster. He should be in NXT. Well, I can understand that feeling. Okay, but uh, here's Bully Ray's uh, take. This doesn't happen overnight, people. Dominic is not a spot monkey young boy, okay? He's learning how to tell stories. He's learning how to grow into his character. He's learning how to use his character in wrestling matches. This is not about, oh, he's a, he's not like a, just for a lack of a better, uh, a, a better uh, example, like a Dante Martin, okay, who's going to go out there and just do a bunch of moves and get over with his move set. What Dominic is doing is considerably more difficult in the wrestling business, immersing himself in storyline, immersing himself in character, and getting that over, thus not having to do all the crazy moves. Thus he can when, when, when do the moves when the moves matter more. If Dominic was doing a bad job, a lackluster job, Guess who'd be the first person to point it out? Me. This doesn't happen overnight, people. You know, I never thought this day would come, ladies and gentlemen, so mark this on your calendars. It is October 19th at 9.07 p.m. I agree with Bully Ray. Right? I absolutely agree. Now... Here are the comments that I, here's where I commented. So right. this one person, they use the letter E. That's their handle on TikTok. That's it? The letter E. Well, well, I can already tell he's a toolbox. So, well, why isn't he in NXT like every other newbie? So Elio commented. And he said, clearly, you don't watch the product. It's called storytelling. Just sit down and stop complaining about every little thing like all you fanboys do. My man, there you go. So he replied to this Elio character and said, so storytelling equates to having a green second generation, quote, wrestler with no experience go up to main roster. If so, the product sucks. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> okay. And here we go again. He doesn't uh, have he doesn't have to be. He's getting the same training on the main roster. Do you even watch wrestling? Yeah. So then this guy said he's not that good. He needs more training. In fact, Rick Steiner's son Braun Breaker trained in NXT and look at him now. So yes, I watch wrestling. Do you? <laughs> and then he called me and Mark again so I told him I don't know who Mark is I don't watch this fake crap I only hear it from my nephew he watches that garbage 
Oh, Lord. So the thing's like, so you're calling me out like you do know something, but it's your nephew, LOL, should have known, and Mark is you asking your nephew. Oh, God. To which Elio responded, you're a fucking doorknob. Sit down and shut up because <laughs> you're the fucking Mark. By the way, tune in to the Wrestling POV Podcast. We're live every Saturday, dumb fuck. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. Well played, Mr. Elio. Hook, line, and sinker, ladies and gentlemen. That, that is how you string along a nobody, stupid bitch who can't even use a name when posting a comment. So there we go. That was the inter- that was that interaction I had earlier today. <laughs> Very good, very good. Well, I'm, I was significantly entertained. Um, so getting back to uh, Monday Night Raw. So we go from that high point, and I mostly I call that a high point because, of course, nobody believes in a regular situation that you know Dominic's going to beat AJ Styles. I'm not saying I will that, see but, one thing. Uh... Again, the the way he won though the roll up, I'm not a fan, but he he did fine. Yeah, but but the the fact that it was off a distraction by Rhea, yeah. you know, no, that, that was fine. Usually, I don't like roll up finishes, but that was fine. Yeah, and it, it wasn't like super blatant that he needed all this help to beat AJ Styles. It was just like a little subtle thing. Like it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we go for we go from that to you know where the judgment day is really growing on me to you know for some reason uh, JBL is back on my TV in 2022. 2022. Well, well, I gotta ask you a question about that. Yeah. Is it just me or am I not seeing anything new from Baron Corbin? This is the same look he had before he left. What's different? Well, well it, it, it's slightly different in that, like, his moveset is is slightly um, slightly updated to reflect some of JBL's old moveset in, okay. the, in the fall wasteland, in the clothesline from hell. Um, you know, he's got a few more designs on his ring gear. Uh, what they represent, I don't know. Okay. Um, in all fairness, I I just I don't have that information. I mean, it's a happy Corbin, but st- they still have the same uh, Titantron, the same screen there for him as he did with the happy Corbin thing. Yes, but they did give him some some pyro, so they're slowly starting to change some things okay. for him. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if I it, I'm not sure if I would pick. JBL to be the person to change the persona of Baron Corbin because to me now I'm not saying anything against JBL I'm just saying I'm just because I think JBL was fantastic at what he did um and I I get the correlation between the two of them but did you did you what he said on commentary what what did he say he called them he called uh, Baron Corbin a wrestler in any generation and he compared him to like the likes of Bruno San Martino uh no, I'm like what? I had to rewind. I'm like, wait, what? No, what? Well, ha- had I heard that, I would have refused to mention the name JBL on tonight's show. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, uh, JBL. Um, I I don't 
I understand why they put him with Baron Corbin, but I'm not sure how much the character change this really is for Baron Corbin. This seems like a, a return to the old Baron Corbin before before he was the joke Baron Corbin. I told the wrong No, no, the the one that he was after that, but before he became the joke. Oh, okay. So, oh, before um, he became the poor Baron Corbin, right? Right. Okay. Exactly. Um. So we get Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Of course, we know that this is to spotlight, um, spotlight Baron Corbin. So we know what this is. I didn't really need it to go uh, that long, if if I'm honest. Um, it went for 13 minutes and 36 seconds, according to what I'm looking at here. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, no, this did not need to go that long. No, this was um, like even no points. Yes, I I absolutely agree, and it it was just not necessary. And um, and then Dexter Loomis versus The Miz. Um, this was obviously after um. After uh, uh, the fake injury by um, by the Miz, now yeah. right before we went on the air, um, my co-host informed me that this was an angle due to, done to cover up a real injury. In fact, I have it here in front of me. Right, go ahead. So uh, Miz said. I just got back from Monday Night Raw. I didn't have a match, but anytime you have matches, and we have matches over the weekend, any match, your entire body is sore. My neck, my body. When I'm done, I don't feel it. Then the next day, I'm like, where is this coming from? I have a burst of sack that I bursted that just keeps blowing up. It'll go away and then comes back. I messed up my shoulder a little bit. You try to work out and work through it and maintain your body. So yeah, he had like a burst of sack uh, that blew up um, in, in well, his in, in his leg. So that's uh, where they came up with the fake injury angle. Well, that that doesn't sound very good. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, where that that uh, segment came from. But um, and apparently, uh, uh, so sorry. So, yeah, so that's why he attacked uh, Loomis with the chair before the came from Ash. And again, with the camera shots. And uh, it says he is set to work a dark match on Friday SmackDown. Well, I, I guess they're trying to see if he can go. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, why would, it, why would he work a dark match? But nonetheless. Yeah. Um, you know... Uh, the Miz just—I don't—I don't mean to be, uh, you know, dismissive, but this whole storyline with Dexter Loomis, I just don't get it. And my my patience level um, for this thing is just running drastically low. And Miz really um, needs to ditch that T-shirt that he was wearing. Yes. Well, and, but the the my balls are massive gimmick. Yeah. Uh, ran its course the first time he said it. Yeah, that's why he needs to, he needs to ditch that t-shirt. He's still wearing it. Why? It, it was disgusting. It was unnecessary. Yeah. And he he's still wearing it. And I, I, just, I, I don't I don't get it. I, You know, um, no disrespect to The Miz, 
at all because I understand his value. Mm -hmm. But this particular storyline may be the most head-scratching storyline that I may have ever seen for The Miz in his career. Yeah, I'm confused by why Dex Owens is going after Miz. (laughs) I just... You know, any one of your guesses out there listening to this is is as good as mine because I'm just... And and I'm confused because Johnny Gargano said uh, with some myths that he better come clean or Johnny Gargano is going to blow the whistle on Miz. What? I don't understand. Okay, okay. Let's just stop right there. Let's cut the bullshit before it even starts. Uh, <laughs> do, do not downgrade Johnny Gargano to the level of the Miz. No, uh, Please. I just, I just don't understand it. Like, wait, what? I, I, I beg of you. Do not do that to us hardcore wrestling fans. <laughs> no. I beg of you. So next up, we have, um, let me scroll down here. Next up, we have the main event, which was Matt Riddle um, versus Seth Rollins. Of course, this was uh, this was preempted by the... Um, Sorry, ben? Yeah. I'm just going to step away from it. I'll be right back. Okay. Go of ahead. course, Of course, this was preempted by the segment... Um, that we talked about a little bit earlier um, with um, the return of Elias. I'm not sure why Elias was still out there um, once the match got underway, um, but he indeed was still at ringside as my favorite four-legged co-host, um, Charlie, enters the room and enters the conversation. I appreciate that. Um, we'll get more from him momentarily. But um, but yeah, to have Elias there and um, factor into uh, the finish of the match a little bit was a little bit head-scratching. Um, but th- in terms of uh, wrestling quality and in terms of, you know, the work of both guys, this was certainly a high point of the evening and... Um, Certainly, uh, certainly the expected result with um, with um, Rollins retaining uh, the title with a stomp in just under 15 minutes of, of match time. So far and away that this was the high point of um, a very average show. Otherwise, um, you know, I, overall I just wasn't really impressed by uh, Monday Night Raw. Three hours, ladies and gentlemen, is just a lot for for me and for a lot of you, I'm sure, to get through um, without losing interest at some point midway through. Um, but um, unfortunately, those issues uh, continue, even though they are um, markedly better on most weeks since Triple H took over. Now, usually... Um, yeah, this would be the time of the show where um, Elio would step in and um, review the next show for you and give uh, give my voice a break. But um, as he is currently away from the camera, I will um, transition you into the um, 
into the Tuesday night AEW um, Dynamite review. Um, so, so right off the bat, we have an AEW trios titles match. Sorry, what are you doing? I I was covering for you because you had just um, you had not returned from your um, hiatus as of oh. yet, but. But oh, if you, you want you want to do AEW first. But if you, uh, yeah, we might as well. Yeah, let's go. Um, let's go. Yeah, go go, go do AEW. I'll do NXT for you. Okay, very good. Um, so yes, um, so we're doing things slightly out of order, but since I already started, we might as well uh, yeah, so, finish it. Um, so first match of the night was obviously a high point. Anytime you get uh, the uh, Loser Brothers in the ring, it's going to be a high point. Um, even though I'm not sold on Orange Cassidy, I I see it every week. He's a great wrestler, but the character is very distracting, and I just don't uh, I don't get the appeal of the character. Quality of a pack, the quality of you know, you're not going to hold my interest with Orange Cassidy, but maybe that's just me. Um, but and to my point. Um, Orange Cassidy makes his entrance, but he is not wearing the All Atlantic Championship that he just won. No, yeah, why don't you wear your championship? You just won it. He's carrying it in a backpack, ladies and gentlemen. In oh my a backpack, God. what as if he is carrying his math notebook, and his lunch that his mama cooked it for or made for him. So that's how you treat, that's how you treat a championship, okay. So, so pretty much, the, the All-Atlantic Championship is being treated with the same importance as a PB&J <laughs> at, at the cafeteria. Fuck off. Fuck right <laughs> off. Um, now, Another thing about this match that I don't get, and I guess this is now being integrated into the uh, gimmick of Pack, is this thing with the bell hammer. Maybe you know something I don't, Elio. Why is it that Pack feels it's necessary to use a bell hammer? I have no idea. Uh, so that that's not something that is uh that is going to get my uh that is going to get my attention in a positive place. So that in and of itself was a low point, but the rest of it was an absolute high point. Um, let's let's see here. So, what the hell? What what? No, I don't care. What? What, what are you what? doing? This is this website has ads play at random times. I have I'm a sorry. question. What website are you using? It's uh, 4-1-1 Mania. Why are you using a website with, that, with random ads that pop up, sir? <laughs> I, I I don't know. But anyway. Use uh, profightdb.com. There are no ads whatsoever that pop up. Yeah, but then, but then they don't run down the matches. It's just results. All right. So and so, that shut that shut you up quick. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what? Anyway, so that was a high point, and then um, 
I'll tell you what was really refreshing about the next match. Usually, for me, um, the women's matches in AEW are an automatic skip. Uh, they're an automatic low point and an automatic mute mm-hmm. on my remote. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hikaru Ushida versus Tony Storm um, did a fantastic job uh, with um, getting my interest in in this match. The only aspect of it that I didn't understand, and this may be me being an asshole, I don't know. But we haven't seen Riho in, in months upon months upon months. And all of a sudden, she's getting involved in a, in a run-in in an interim title match on a, random, on a random edition of Dynamite. And my question is, why? I hate that word, interim. Um, and, and as does Tony Storm. She has, she has released yep, a, as does Tony Storm. Uh, and, I, and I do too. So uh, maybe maybe I can be uh, Tony Tony Khan's cue to get the fuck rid of it. Um, just a thought. You know, injuries happen. That doesn't mean that we have to have an interim. You just you, you know you you have the former champion challenge the new champion when they get back from injury. That doesn't mean that you that that you don't acknowledge the former champion as never having lost the title. You just don't need the interim title because. That doesn't do any favors for the person that's currently holding the title while the former champion is out dealing with an injury. Is that enough of a rant? Yep. <laughs> was that was I accurate enough in my rant? Yes. Thank you very much. Hold your applause to the end of the review, please. <laughs> and and they better be thunderous. Um. But uh, but this was for a women's match. This was very 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 good. Um, and then uh, the high point of the evening, hands down, was this promo between MJF and William Regal. Oh my god! I could listen to this on replay four consecutive times and not get bored. Was this uh, the one where uh, he said, "Yeah, uh, I sent you no, you sent me an email saying I'm a very busy guy." Yes. Okay. Well, I saw that one. And it this was a masterpiece. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to go over this without drooling on my keyboard because this was fantastic. Um, quite frankly, so he. He starts out by this is MJF. He starts by saying he'll tell us all a story, and he doesn't care how long he goes. Regal will shut up and listen because he owes MJF that. He goes on to explain that he was 19, and um, he had gotten some WWE work as an actor, courtesy of Pat Buck, who was training him at the time. So he drove to the Barclays Center where he and the actors were pulled together and and spoken to uh, William Regal. Uh, they were then given um, tryout matches which were supervised by Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Adam Pierce, and William Regal. Um, and, uh, and MJF had, had the second match, had the second tryout match and um after the fact 
he was pulled aside by Regal, and he said, hey, kid, I'll get you a job. Tell me how old you are, and we'll get it off straight now. And um, MJF said, well, I'm 19, and then um, – and then, uh, and then, and then Regal pretty much reneged and said, "You're too young. I can't get you a job today." Um, and then, uh, and then he said, "Well, keep, uh, keep training. Um, and and keep sending me videos of your stuff. I want to keep tabs on you as as you get better, and and we'll we'll talk at some point down the line." Um, so as we as we approach uh, month three of this arrangement, Regal sends uh, MJF an email saying that he has to make a name for himself and be a high level performer, um, and that you have to you you have to be um, you have to be at a certain level being a smaller kid, um, and after um, after uh, receiving that email. MJF wanted to quit and kill himself. And see, and maybe it's just me, um, but I feel like MJF or I feel like AEW uses that line too much. Like I want to kill myself. You made me want to kill myself. I feel yeah, like why, why, why do you have to do that for? I understand. I, I feel like I've heard that line a couple times, and um, I don't like it. I no. I, I, I don't like it um, because. Because they don't use it in the haha, I'm going to kill you kind of way. They use it in a very serious, like suicidal way. Yeah. And um, I have direct, um, you know, direct familial experience with the very real consequences of that. So that's kind of a soft spot for me. I don't really like that. Um, I wish, I wish that they would stop doing that. Um, but that being said, um, that was the only low point of. Uh, of this segment, the crowd actually booed William Regal at this point, which was oh, wow. uh, fantastic. Um, and then uh, Regal gets his chance to um, gets his chance to uh, respond, but by saying that he was always impressed by MJF and he wanted to help him along, and he said, "If a bloody email is what it took to get you to this place," and and he held on to that to get him to this point in time. And you've had it easy, John Stein. You've mastered something that you seem to forget. This is what you needed to practice. Um, you know, so I got you here. And, and, you know, but there's a difference between you and me. You know, you're, you're vile at every opportunity, you know, and um, I'm something you're not. And that's an ODB. And that's, that stands for oddly decent villain. You crossed the line when you put your hands on, on, on uh, Tony Schiavone. I would never have put my hands on an interviewer. You crossed the line. Blah blah blah. So th- this whole back and forth was fantastic, which earned it earned it an absolute high point. Um. So uh, then we finally get to the third match of the evening. This was a, this was a very long promo. Um. Dalton Castle versus Chris Jericho. This was maybe, weird. That was, that was a weird, uh, uh, odd uh, pairing. Yeah, maybe I'm in the uh, maybe I'm in the minority here, but um, you know, I I was seeing a lot of positive responses for this match um, online while I was doing um, 
while I was, uh, you know, looking up results and looking up news earlier today, um, you know, I'll admit to you that neither one of us knew we were going to do a podcast prior to about 20 minutes before we came on the air. Yep. Um, but I was doing, so I was doing my regular uh, research in anticipation for the regular Saturday show. And I was seeing a lot of praise for this match. And obviously, you know, it's not a bad match with the level of talent involved, especially uh, Chris Jericho. But I did not see um, anything particularly special about this match no. uh, in the least. Um, so I, I felt like the praise was a little bit overblown. And um, much like... Um, you know, obviously, Dalton Castle is much better than uh, Quincy Elliott, much further along in the in the, yes. uh, in, the wrestling, <laughs> in, in the wrestling category. But I just I don't understand these really um, uh, flamboyant gimmicks. I don't get it. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, I now I. Not that this should have anything to do with it, but for some reason, for some reason, it does. And I, I'm, I'm always a little bit bothered when people that aren't gay portray these characters. And and I don't know if Quincy Elliott is gay, but I know that Dalton Castle is not. So when I know that the that the people portraying these characters are not gay, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing portraying this kind of character? That has always been my reaction for years. Um, mm-hmm. e- even even when I first discovered Shawn Michaels, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and then I got away from that because I realized how good Shawn Michaels was. Uh, and it was more, and it was more than just the flamboyant bullshit. Whereas Quincy Elliott and Dalton Castle are very much they need the uh, flamboyant stuff to get over. Um, so you know, it was it was a perfectly solid match, nothing to get upset about. Um, but was was it worthy about of of all the praise? Absolutely not, at least in my opinion. So then the main event kind of got messed up um, because um, because of Hangman Page's uh, concussion, which um, which I saw two different angles of, and on both angles the um, the King Kong uh, lariat clothesline by uh, by John Moxley looked absolutely nasty and according to my earlier research the initial fear was that he had a broken neck talking about Adam Page and the way he landed I can certainly understand that fear because it looked absolutely nasty and especially um, especially as medical staff had to remove the, the rope from the ring to even get him out of there I was I was very concerned um, I, I've 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 never seen that if it, if it had just been a concussion. I I, I judging from the fact that they were so scared to move him, uh, you know, with with something in the way, um, you know, I was very fearful that the injury would be worse. But you know, not not that I'm not that I'm dismissing the severity of the concussion because I'm I'm not, but. 
uh, a concussion is certainly better than a broken neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the, la- the last portion of this show was obviously very um, uh, very much off the cuff. They had uh, you know they had MJF come out to uh, cut a promo with John Moxley. They had John Moxley um, you know cut a promo by himself a little bit before MJF came out and it, it, it was a very it was a very choppy ending but I don't um I don't um blame aew for that because this was a very much a very scary situation and a very on fly uh ending um but um over overall it was a it, it was a very good show but um once again, I get very confused when I look at when I look at these ratings that these websites put up for these shows because I think they're entirely too uh, fanboy esque. Because I was reading, okay, tell me uh, the rating you're seeing. If anything, I'll tell you uh, what I was looking at earlier. Uh, this was given a nine out of ten. The show itself. Yes. Oh. What? No, what? That's not, that is a, a, what? A nine? Are you crazy? Are they crazy? What? <laughs> well, no. I I agree with you. Let me let me read let me read this to you. And and, and this is this is not to, to make fun of anybody or or call anybody out. This is just a a very no, serious. This was uh, just a weird show. I wouldn't uh, give it nine out of ten. Uh, yeah, this is a very serious different difference of opinion. But let me read this to you. Uh, because even the review doesn't reflect the nine out of ten, in my opinion, based on what this guy is saying. Let me let me read this to you. Okay. It's, it says, and I quote: "What a roller coaster of an episode. First and foremost, I hope and pray that Hangman is okay. I absolutely agree with him there. Um, seriously, please just let it be a stinger. Aside from that horrible mishap, this episode was firing on all cylinders." An action-packed opener. One of the best segments of the year with with Regal and MJF. That part I agree with. A very solid and hard-hitting women's match. I agree. A fun and entertaining Dalton and Jericho match. I disagree with you there. And some intrigue in the main event. I disagree with you there. Um, Sorry, read that part again. What? He 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 said. About the main event. He said, and some intrigue in the main event. I don't want to cheer too much for enjoying the episode, as someone's health is certainly in question. But I will say, if he comes out clear, this is an easy episode of the year. No. (laughs) This is is Ben Pierce talking. No, it is not. It was a very weird episode of the year. Uh, Yeah. Let me me clarify. Um... some some elements of, of of what this gentleman had to say. Um, first and first and foremost, let me say I, I agree with him that my first my first uh, area of concern is that Hangman Page is okay. Apparently, he is because he released a statement to that effect um, yeah. earlier today. So very good. I mean that I mean that wholeheartedly. The last thing I want to see. Is anybody getting hurt? Let alone getting getting hurt seriously. So, uh, prayers up to Hangman Adam Page, and uh, you know, um, I I hope to God that he is okay. Um, 
But um, but no, this match was not. Or this episode was not uh, episode of the year material at all. I'm sorry. We have very different definitions of episode of the year. Um, if that is that is your definition, I don't know what you're watching. I really don't. <laughs> um, I I struggle to take you seriously as a as a reviewer. If that is what you call episode of the year. Um, and I will leave. I will leave it there um, before tossing it over to Elio on the other side of the break as we are reaching underneath of a minute left in this Zoom session. So Elio, yes. let me let me exit out before we get cut off, and All we'll right. be right back. <sighs> uh, okay, <laughs> we we are you okay? Yeah. Okay, we are back. We get into NXT. Uh, my host is trying to gather his uh, thoughts here. Are you all right? Yes, sir. I'm good. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So, um, NXT with the first match uh, of the Pick Your Poison uh, stipulation between Cordy and Roxanne Perez. Each one had to choose the other's opponent. And Roxanne's opponent was Rhea Ripley. I got a question for you before we get into reviewing the match. Sir. If this was a pick-your-poison stipulation for both of them, shouldn't these matches have taken place at Halloween Havoc? Well, the, no, because uh, Roxanne and Cordy are having their match at Halloween Havoc. But right, so then, then, but why wouldn't why wouldn't um, Roxanne Perez have her match at Halloween Havoc? She has had, she is having a match at Halloween Havoc. Oh, but but okay, but then Cora J didn't. So why aren't both Cora J's having a match at Halloween Havoc? It's Cora J versus Roxanne Perez at Halloween Havoc. Oh, oh, okay. No, yeah. Okay, okay, so I, I get it now. I, I yeah, know that... but this is uh, before Halloween Havoc, each woman is uh, had their pick your poison stipulation where they each okay. chose their opponents. Okay, because I, 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 okay, I got confused then, because I, yeah. I thought Roxanne Perez was fighting Rhea Ripley at uh, Halloween Havoc. No, and, no, no, um, no, no, no. And no. the other one was facing Raquel, okay. No, that's why Pick Your Poison was last night. And uh, Halloween Havoc is Roxanne and uh, Cora in a weapons match. Oh, uh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. So that's your opening match. Rhea Ripley defeating Roxanne Perez. It was a glorified squash match. It really didn't yeah. need to go as long as it did. <laughs> yeah, they gave it 12.46. I mean, it did not need to go 12.46. And making his return... Uh, Stags had a Stags had to face an opponent of Tony D'Angelo's choosing, and we have Shinsuke Not that Nakamura. I'm complaining about Shinsuke Nakamura. I love you, dude. I do. But why? <laughs> right? Why? Why? Why did Shinsuke Nakamura make his make his return to NXT, where he had some of the best work of his career against Stags? But I, I I love these NA, these A W B N X C crossovers though. But, but I I guess my point is why, because like what's the I would understand it more if they had crossovers at Halloween Havoc or like takeovers so to speak. But 
why are we having them the way we have them now? That's what I, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, no, I I I, I get what you're saying. I mean, uh, it's kind of confusing for me as well. But I mean, I just find it entertaining week to week to see like who's going to show up and what. But uh, yeah, it's it gets confusing because you don't know what's going on, who's who, why this person's there. Yeah. All right, then we had Alba Fire uh, defeating Sonya Deville, who made her return to NXT last week uh, with Mandy Rose being out. For, for a short period. And I found out why. Yeah, because uh, her brother passed away. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure of the circumstances, yeah. but we we certainly uh we certainly pass our condolences along. Oh yeah to, uh, to Mandy Rose there. Yeah. And I'm sorry about this is an an automatic little point. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams defeating Oro Mensa and Wesley no, this was a low point for me. Um, uh, yeah, I because once again, and and this was really my my theme. You know, if you if you guys are are somewhat new uh, new uh, listeners to the show, um, I don't really understand this version of of NXT, and I I understand that it was supposedly recently revamped and um I don't really see much of a difference but um you know pairings like this with um you know with Wesley and and you know I, and his name is escaping me what was his oh, name Oromenso yes um was there any explanation as to why um, th- these two are teaming together. Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I must be nope. missing something. I don't get it myself. Uh, I mean, Wesley. I know he was feeling with our friend Carmelo Hayes and friend Trick Williams that stupid boxing match. Oh God! <laughs> Can we get rid of Trick Williams? I, Seriously. I, I I really hope uh, as my headphones fall off because I'm disgusted with Trick Williams. Um, but, but I really hope that Trick Williams does not come up to the main no, roster with no, Carmelo actually, Hayes. You know what? I think I was telling you off air that, um, Trick Williams, uh, Carmelo Hayes had a match on main events. Maybe he's, he will finally get through his head that he, that Trick is only holding him back. Well, I hope so. Cause he, he certainly doesn't need, um, no, Trick no, Williams to get no. over. I, oh. I can't. I, I, I can't I tell get, you how much I can't stand him. I don't get the appeal of Trick Williams. Like no, no, no. Some somebody else needs a hype man, but 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 um, Carmelo Hayes is not that guy. So, no, he, no he's know, not. But moving on, absolutely not. Yeah, and uh, there's not even anything on Trick Williams because you know how, how I love my indie spot like well, WWE and NXT, which I'm which I'm assuming is uh, two five. Well, God, if he was on two five, then the show must have really sucked. And uh, but, but then again, I think Lash Legend was on two five at one point. Yeah, she was. Why I have no idea. Then we had Quincy Elliott and Sion Quinn. This is an automatic low point. I just don't this, get it. This, this was physically painful because 
you know, and and I I would love to hear your thoughts, Elio, mm-hmm. um, on Zion. Quinn oh, sorry, sorry. The- Before that, we had Cameron Grimes and the uh, DOC versus the Dyad. And- this was the most random pairing uh, that I may have ever seen. What Grimes and uh, DOC? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> because when when Grimes came up to him. On uh, on Raw, I thought I I honestly thought that the OC blew him off, but apparently not. Yeah. Apparently the the lure of the Almighty Dollar. But you know what? I, actually, I'm giving that a high point. Well, yeah, it's in comparison to most of the other stuff. Now we can move on to this next one because I just do not get it. Like you go on. You... <clears throat> As my uh, co-host is uh, having this one match with the headphones, uh, I'll give my take. I just don't... Zion Quinn, this guy, they call him the Samoan Ghost, and he's got a good look to him. I just don't get why he's being booked the way he's being booked. (laughs) To, To lose to Quincy Elliott makes no sense. And I just don't... Like anything about the, I didn't like anything about this match. I don't get the character. There's nothing that is great about it, and that's my take on uh, this match. As my co-host apparently is back, Ben. Um, did you win your match uh, with the headphones? Apparently, I had to. I had to remove my hat. So <laughs> excuse me if I have hat hair, but it's a small blessing that we're not a video podcast at this point because uh, after, after I wear beanies I always lose the match between the beanie and my head <laughs> but, um, but yeah I, I did hear what you were saying about Zion and Quinn and um, to me if you look at this dude I mean the guy looks like a million dollars his girlfriend is, I mean, all I, I, I mean this in the, in the the most respectful way. She is just drop dead fucking gorgeous. I'm surprised that she's not employed by uh, WWE because they may be in talks with her because she was involved in a Halloween themed uh, shoot with um with uh, Scarlett and one other girl. I forget who. Oh, okay. Um. But uh, she's just dropped dead gorgeous. I mean, it, you know, the guy has the look to be a main eventer. The guy has the entrance. The guy has the look. But but when you have him lose to people like Wesley and especially Quincy Elliott, what yeah. you're tell what you're telling me is that this guy is a jobber, not worthy of my attention. Right. But yet. But yet, if you look at this guy's fucking Instagram account, and you know I don't give a fuck about it about social media, but if you if, if you look at this guy's Instagram account, the guy looks like a main event player. Have you ever seen this guy's Instagram account? Nope. I'm surprised he doesn't get a talking to with what he posts. Oh. It's always like with his shirt off or in a towel or whatever the fuck. It's just ben, like Ben. That's yeah. what people do on a freaking TikTok. That's so what you 
if you if you look hard enough, they actually uh like and I've accidentally it accidentally pops up on my for you page from time to time. I'm like, no, 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 we don't want to see that. Well, it's just, uh, you know, but if I want to see that stuff, I'll, you know, I know where to go and it's not going to be TikTok and Instagram. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's not that difficult. Oh, yes. But, uh, but yeah, I think, but all joking aside, I think Zion Quinn could potentially have that if factor if he had more um more experience more match time under his belt but him losing to a guy like Quincy Elliott who I'm sorry I is, just want to know what the big deal with this guy is because you know, I'm seeing it and and maybe I'm coming off the wrong way you know I don't I don't know if Quincy Elliott's gay or if he's not if he is I don't give a fuck I don't give a single fuck at all. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, this gimmick shit isn't working. Okay? I think I think we're past the point in society. I'm not saying that it can't be a part of his gimmick, but if if the gimmick is you're gay, that's not gonna get over. Cause being um, gay being gay is not a big deal in twenty twenty two. Nope. Like so, if that's your selling point, if that's what if that's what you think is going to differentiate is going to differentiate you from the rest of the roster, then I got to question management and what the fuck they're thinking. Let, let me tell you, okay. No one did. did there were only two people that did that uh, better than anyone. That's gorgeous George in the fifties and Adrian Adonis. It, but but see, but see, it, but even with Adrian Adonis and Gorgeous George, that wasn't their entire character. There was more no, to them that, than that. that. That that worked for them, but that wasn't their character. Because uh, Adrian Adonis, uh, before he changed his whole look, he was part of the. Um, he was a team with Jesse Ventura. They were tag team champions. You know, so it's like. If it's part of something, that's fine. But if that's your entire gimmick, that you're gay, yep, and and you're there because you appeal to a demographic, I'm sorry, you're not going to get over on a long term basis. Nope. All right, and that brings us to our final match of night, uh, and uh, this is fitting. They bookended this show with uh, the first Pick Your Poison match to start the show and Cora Jade's Pick Your Poison match to end the show, and she defeated Raquel Rodriguez by disqualification. Well, this was nothing because she bought a pipe into the fucking thing, and Raquel ended up hitting her with it. So Raquel did that to herself. So it's like... How stupid is Raquel Rodriguez? By the way, her name is fucking Gonzalez. Just, just in case you people forgot. Right? I just had to I just had to put that there because we know there's going to be that one person that her name is Rodriguez. It's like, shut up. That's like how, and I, that's how I, like, how I would purposely call Renee Young Renee Paquette. And people would get mad at me for doing that. I'm like, oh, and I would, I, would, I would purposely do it. Because I don't care about wrestling. Get a grip, people. Get a fucking life. Yep. 
All right, so that that concludes NXT. We are now going to get into NXT Halloween Havoc predictions. Yes, sir. So let me just pull up the that card here. So I have Wikipedia open. So Halloween Havoc twenty two. All right. So Halloween, I guess I didn't make a page for Havoc 22. Uh, don't worry, I have the matches up. So I, oh, can, okay. All right. I can take the lead on it. All right, go ahead. So first up, we have Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. Uh, you know what? I've got Roxanne Perez. Me too. Face has got to win the final face-off. Um, especially... In this situation, uh, second one up is Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp, with mm. with with the stipulation being an ambulance match. First of all, oh, and okay, that's the ambulance match. Okay. Furthermore, if Kemp wins, Brutus leaves NXT, and if Julius wins, then Brutus gets a rematch against Kemp. Nope. Um, you know what? I've got Julius Creed because they're not ready for main roster, so they're not going to leave NXT anytime soon. Yeah, so I'm going to say Julius Creed for this one. But by the way, I I really I really like this tag team, um, but I, I love Julius Creed in particular. Okay. Um, Carmelo Hayes versus Von Wagner versus Wesley versus Ora Mensa versus uh, Nathan Frazier in a ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. Mm. You know what? I've got. You know what? I'm gonna go with Nathan Frazier. I gotta. I gotta go with Carmelo Hayes because unless, unless they're bringing him up to the main roster, I don't. I don't see him losing. Uh, this title, and I can't, and I'm not, I'm not sure about bringing him up to the main roster yet because they, they've already bought so many people back, okay. and I, and for for me, I'm not saying Carmelo isn't ready for that for that move because I think he is, except that they're already bringing so many people up, and I don't want him to get lost in the shuffle. Okay. So next up, we have Grayson Waller versus Apollo Crews and a spin the wheel, make make the deal match. Yep. I'm curious to see what they pick for that one. Um, So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Grayson Waller because I think he, I I feel like he has so much more upside than Apollo Crews. Yeah, I've got Grayson Waller as well. If, If this had been. If this event had taken place three years ago, I even two years ago, I definitely would have picked Apollo Crews, but I just don't know why um, his WWE run has stalled the way it is to the point where he's almost missing an eye. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and doing a repeat of the uh, you know Rey Mysterio Seth Rollins gimmick. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. Uh, next up, we have Alba Fire going against the champion Mandy Rose in a the dream match of nightmares. I don't know what the fuck that means. What? Wait, 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 what? Did you just come up with that or is that what it says on the screen? No, that's what it says on my screen. Re- 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 repeat that. 
the dream match of nightmares for the NXT the Women's fuck? Championship. Are you going to have a freaking haunted house match? <laughs> 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 All of Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I want to like, I like, I go with Mandy Rose. Because I think they've just killed Alvin Fire with this character change. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Mandy Rose because I just can't take Alvin Fire seriously. And it's sad because Kaylee Ray picks yeah, some serious ass. Yeah, Kaylee Ray, not Alvin Fire. Good Jeez. God. And By the way, what? yeah, she, look, if you go on YouTube, Look up this crazy, insane match between Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven. It was like a, a hardcore match, but like, holy, if they killed each other, that match. Yeah, and you know what? T- tonight, specifically, and at Halloween Havoc, I wish uh, Kaylee Ray was still known as Kaylee Ray because her and Chucky could have had an epic back and forth because Chucky is embodied by the soul of serial killer Charles Lee Ray. So that could have been like an awesome back and forth that they what? missed out on. What the fuck? <laughs> so, so, you know, this, this, is, this is the kind of shit that my work brain comes up with when I'm forced to watch NXT for, for a review. Okay. <laughs> Uh, na- <laughs> that was those preps a great thing I remember. <laughs> but uh, what, 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 why are you coming up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, you're good. Okay, very good. Um, okay, and then the final match is the uh, Braun Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough. And before we get into the re- uh, prediction for this match. I forgot I forgot to mention the final segment that ended NXT for the evening, which was a KO show featuring the participants in this match. And what I found so interesting. Oh that was uh, that was the main event uh, that was in the last uh, part of the show. Correct. And what I found so interesting about that folks is all three people um, that being Kevin Owens, Dragonoff, and Braun Breaker absolutely buried the shit out of J.D. McDonough to the point that Kevin Owens even said, not even your mother wants you to win the title. So I don't, I don't know what kind of character the former uh, Jordan Devlin has turned into, but clearly he's not looking too good going into Halloween Havoc. How are you supposed to pick him to win after that? Well, exactly. So my pick is the man that never lost the title once he was stripped of the NXT UK title due to injury, Ilya Dragunov. That was good, Dragunov as well. Very good. Alright, so that's all we have for Halloween Havoc. Yes, sir. All right, so that brings us to our final segment, Wrestling Roulette. Uh, so I will just pull up the... Weeds. I will just pull up the uh, playlist here, and we'll be back in a, f- in a few seconds. All right, this is Wrestling Roulette. The way this works, I play 21 tracks, 10 seconds... And my co-host has to guess which wrestler that track belongs to. Of course, we have the new rules in place. 
anytime NXT theme or Corbin's um No, it's uh it's Tommy Dreamer. Sorry, Tommy anytime Tommy Dreamer's theme that is not Allison Chains shows up, it is minus one point. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh oh we're going into you know what? I think we have enough time before we have to go into commercial. Okay, very good. So Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here is your first track. Bobby Lashley. No. The Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. All right. Here we go, track two. Finding a that you know, I'm not gonna give that to you. That was the Sweet Dreams Toxic Attractions theme before they gave the new one. Okay, well, that nobody would have known that anyway. We'll throw that one out. Still, what? So, it's still you, you still have one. You're, okay. you're, you're good. All right, so. Kevin Grimes to the moon. To the moon, yes. Alright. So you are two. You have two now. And let's see what we're at here. Alright, we have seven minutes left before we go into commercial. So here we go. I have no idea. That is Sylvain Grenier. Oh my god. <laughs> well, All right, here we go. Very Halloween esque. That is Stardust. Stardust, yes. All right. Track number eight. Yeah, track number eight. No, that no. This no, is all, this is only track number four. Sorry, track number yeah, this is track number five coming up. Yeah. You know what? No one can figure that. I'm going to give you an extra 10 on that one because no one can make anything from that one. Okay. Uh, 
this is a shot in the dark. Uh, Chris Nowinski? No. Okay, who was it? That is the Steiner Brothers. Oh, I, yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Okay, three and All two. Right. Pass. I don't know. That is Damien Priest. Oh shit! Okay, three that's and three. A, that's his uh, Judgment Day theme. They they deem each individual themes too. That's that's weird. I don't I don't like that. If you're a unit, just stick with the one theme. And how are you? How interesting the the title of the theme is called Punishment. <laughs> oh. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase, you are up to four. All right. Here we go. Just a shot in the dark here, the shining stars. No, it is not. Okay. That is Savio Vega. All right, four and four. Friend of the show. All right. Very good. How come I never get that? It's okay. Now I don't feel so bad. Here we go. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. All right, so that was Judas. Yes, that was yep. Chris Jericho. Here's five and four. One. Sorry? Five and yeah. four. Five and four. Here we go. This is, here's your next one. I have not a clue. That is Raquel Gonzalez. Thank you for saying her name right, at least. That was her. That's her new one. Def Rebel. What? What's wrong with you? That that's still terrible, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh God. The Red Rooster, aka Terry Taylor. Terry Red Taylor. Red Rooster. That theme is terrible. Yes, it is. All right, here we go. Six and four. Six and five. Sorry, six and five. I'm looking at uh, the minus four here. Sorry, six and five. Here we go. I have no idea. That is AJ Lee. Oh, I'm sorry. Fuck. That's a terrible theme for her, though. All right, six and six. All right. Uh, one more time for me. 
That is Sasha Banks. Oh, shit. Fuck. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> All right, that's... Uh, Here's you, track... Here we go with track 13. All right, six and six. The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Seven, there we go. All right, here we go. What the? Uh... <laughs> 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 No, you don't know for real. No, I don't. That is Rick the Model Martel. All right, seven and seven. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Track fifteen. I don't know. This isn't going well. That is Dominic Dijakovic. I shall not call him T Bar. Okay, well, thank you for that. All right. All right seven you're, and eight. you're still at seven. All right, here we go. Ricochet. Thank you, Triple H. Ricochet, yes. You are eight and eight. Yes, sir. All right. Check 17. Here we go. Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker. All right. You are nine and eight. Here we go. Track 18 coming up. Um, so the world's greatest tag team. Yes. <laughs> what? What the hell? Uh -huh. How? Was that together? <laughs> no, no. I remember them from being Team Angle. Well, hold on. How come you didn't get that last time we had it? I must have been having a bad day. <laughs> All right, then in, are you track 19? Here we go. I never get that one. Um, I don't know. That is Liv Morgan. Uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> Damn. 
At least you're ten and nine. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, here we go. Track twenty. Here we go. Two more. I don't know. Wait, no, you know what? That is an NXT theme, so you are bumped down. Back to nine. Back Shit. to nine. So you are, you are nine and ten. Okay. All right, you go track 20. I don't know. Wait, sorry. That that was track 20. This is track 21. This is the last track. So that was Nasty Boys. Okay. Uh, God, that was painful. N- 9 and 12. Uh, 9, nine and, and 12. Oh, God. Uh, that's all right. You know what? We, you have a week to... You have a week to... Recuperate. Re- recover from that. Yes. Six, right. six days to be exact. Yes. All right. So, Ben, we see bring the show to a close. Absolutely. All right, fans. That is it for another episode of the Pink Super Wrestling Podcast. Our Halloween Havoc predictions. Halloween Havoc, of course, this Saturday night. So, for my co-host, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. See you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us for an unscheduled show. We appreciate it. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday. Tuesday. That's six days from now for your post-Halloween Havoc show. Yes. And we'll see you then.